Hey, welcome back to the All Access Podcast. My name is Wayne Brown, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Hey, today is going to be an awesome day. I know I said it every single time, but I'm really thrilled about our guest today. Today, we have Miss Camber King, and Camber is part of the Bethany staff, and she oversees all of our weekend experiences, our guest services, and all of the things that happen when it comes to our church on the weekend and on the, with guests. And so, I'm thrilled to have her today. Thank you, Camber, for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is an be honor. Awesome. This is going to be great. Now, Camber is one of those type of people who is multi-talented. So the Bible talks about 10 talents and four talents oh, and no. one talent. <laughs> Camber's got the 10 talents, okay? She can sing. She can songwrite. She's great with decor. She's got a lot of things going for her, and uh, it's been awesome. Now, you've been leading worship since how long? For how long? Probably since I was like 12 or 13 years wow. old. Yeah. My mom's a worship leader. Awesome. So I come by honest, and I... I got my first like guitar, I think, when I was probably 12 years old. I got it for my birthday, and literally the day after my birthday, I learned four chords and played with my mom at a women's like event, no like the, literally the day after I got my first guitar. Wow. So. Very, very yeah. cool. Very cool. And family's been in ministry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Raised, in, raised around it. Love that. Yeah. Great. Married to Chaz, right? How long have you guys been married now? Uh, almost two years. Two years. Yeah. I like Chaz a lot. You know, I tell He's you that the all best. the time. Chaz is awesome. I like Chaz because Chaz is a creative, but he also loves sports, and I love he sports. He is. He's a big sports fan. He's LSU awesome. baseball. I know yes. y'all connect on that. Yes, yes. Chaz is awesome. Well, we're going to dive right in, and we're going to be talking today about hosting guest speakers. And I think this is an important topic because I think this is going to really help churches that, you know, everybody brings in guest speakers. Yeah. And, um, and some maybe often, some maybe not so much. But I think there is an art to it. I think there's almost even a science to doing it well. And I believe that it's going to really help some pastors. So if you're a pastor, you're leaning in, uh, maybe you help with guest services and you're just kind of watching this, I want to encourage you to um, tell somebody to listen to this because I think this is really great. We're going to kind of give you the insight on how we do things here at Bethany. Yeah. It's not necessarily always great, but I think we do it well. And um, and Camber is really, she leads that. And so we're going to have a couple questions and we're just going to dive right in. Love First it. thing is... Um, what are some key factors that are considered when we're thinking about bringing in a guest speaker that's really going to help align um, with our values and missions? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great question. One that you could probably answer from even an, an executive level, but I think uh, a lot of times when we're trying to figure out who's a good guest speaker to bring in, do we want to bring in a guest speaker? I think it's there's a lot of value in bringing in a fresh voice every now and then. Someone from the outside, it kind of gives your church a pulse on what God's doing outside our four walls or outside our city, um, just a freshness. And so uh, I think there's a lot of value in bringing a guest in every once in a while. But a lot of times when you think of a guest speaker, your mind might go to who's who am I seeing on Instagram or whatever? You know, who who's who's popping up, who seems to be getting a lot of traction right now? And the, those guys that you see with the with the 60 second flash on Instagram are awesome. But a better strategy, I think, is to look inward to your own circle. 
Look at friends that you have in ministry. I love the network like All Access. You know, a lot of people watching this probably have friends within the All Access network. Look to those guys. Look to your own mentors. I love that here at church, uh, here at Bethany, we have like a board of overseers. And usually two or three times a year, one of the uh, amazing men from the board of overseers will come in and speak uh, here in just a few weeks. We've got Pastor Chris Hodges coming in, and he's obviously a favorite. And so uh, look look inward to your circle first, because you know those people. You have relationships with those people. You know that their values, the things that they believe, the things that their, their church believes are going to line up with yours. So, you know, you can look for the big names, too, uh, Big names, big budget, but <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but uh, look inward first mm-hmm. and see who who you've got close to you that can that would be a great voice to speak into your church. I think that's exactly right. Any of the conversations and meetings that we were in with Pastor Jonathan, and when we're starting to try to figure out what um, pastors or what leaders, we were, speakers we're going to bring in, it really does. It's it's strategic. It's not yeah. random. It's right. not like you just said. Just find that Instagram person. It's very strategic. How is this going to move our church forward in this particular area? And so I think what you're saying is exactly right. Now, once those, those speakers are um, decided on, um, what are some of the, what's the approach in the planning approach? So we decide on who they are and this is when you kick in um, and start to say, okay, how do we start to plan for these guest speakers that come in? What's the process um, that makes it really a experience, a great experience for those speakers that are coming in? Sure. You know, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Tons of it. Early planning, thorough planning, lots of communication, building a team. It can't just be one, one person doing it. You need help doing it. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the Queen of Sheba. When the Queen of Sheba visits Solomon, I think it's in Second Chronicles, when she visits Solomon, she is just like taken aback, and she lists all these things by his wisdom first, but also by the house he has built, the meat on his table. And so every time I read that story, I'm reminded that, and maybe maybe this is my own twist on it, maybe this is my own interpretation <laughs> of it, but I think, man, Solomon's hospitality was his witness kind of mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. in that scenario like the that. meat on his table mm-hmm. whatever that prime rib steak was <laughs> really right. spoke to her it did and opened a door uh and and she ended up praising the, his god and she ended up sending him all these extravagant gifts and so i think about that all the time like the what we plan and what we put into it it actually does speak and it is actually a witness for us so when we're when we're planning for a guest to come, I try to an- anticipate every need that the guest might have. I try to go the extra mile. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to put your best hospitality foot forward when you're planning for a guest. We uh, here at Bethany, one of the big pillars of our culture here at Bethany is honor. And I think that that's so important, showing honor. Uh, no matter who it is. It could be a friend who's coming in to speak for a weekend. Um, it could be a big name showing honor, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It's really important. No, I think that's fantastic. Um, how do you ensure the effective communication um, leading up to the service? Because obviously there's communication that needs to take place between the pastor and, and our team, making sure everything is aware. How do you ensure that? How do, how do you go about that? Yeah, uh, I, I try to build a team. And I try to kind of view 
view communication as, as a teamwork process. Usually when we have a guest come in, it's me communicating directly with that person's assistant. They might have a travel coordinator or a personal assistant that's traveling with, uh, that, that's coordinating the details with them. They also probably will have uh, a travel companion. This is a side note and a freebie, but if you are a pastor who's being asked to travel and go to different places, I would say always take someone along. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I agree with that. So, yeah, we, so that, that's two people from, from, the, from the other church or the visiting side. But also here I've got myself, but I also always empower a host who's going to be with that person while they're on the ground, picks them up from the airport and, and, and helps them get to their hotel and brings them to service. So I kind of see it as teamwork. And I think early effective communication with that team um, re- being really, really thorough, asking every question that you can think of to that assistant. D- does the pastor like water on the stage when they're preaching? Does the pastor, what's his t-shirt size so we can get him some merch? You know, does he have any dietary restrictions? Is he allergic to something we might put put on a charcuterie board or something? We need to know. So, uh, yeah, just being really, working as a team and getting some effective communication going. That is, that's exactly right. I think that's awesome. Yeah, the details. It really comes down to the details. The smallest details, details. absolutely. Yeah. Um, What are some tips to create a warm and welcoming atmosphere um, when the guest arrives? Just ensuring that they have just a great visit. What are some of the things that, that you guys are thinking about? I think we're, like, trying to anticipate the needs of every guest that comes in and not just like the physical. Yeah. We want to meet the, the physical needs, uh, transportation and meals and all that stuff. But I also try to anticipate what are the mental needs of this person? What are, what are, what are ways that I can help bear the mental weight that they're going to be under in preparing to minister to the people of our church, my communication, my preparation, my planning, can help bear, bear that mental load. If they have no questions when they arrive, they know the the graphics that they sent are going to be ready, the type of microphone they've asked for is going to be ready. I've asked all those questions. I've gotten the answers. Uh, and and it's, all, it's all clearly lined out, com- communicated. What a weight that is off of their shoulders, mentally, emotionally, so that they can be effective communicators, anticipating those needs. But um, also, like, going the extra mile, I kind of think about, like, the Disney effect. If you've been to, like, Disney World, you know what a special experience it is. And I think of the very first time I went to Disney World, and they gave me a button that said, it's my first time here. And everywhere I went in the park that day, people were just going the extra mile, giving me free Mickey pretzels and all this kind of stuff just to make my day because I had that button on. What are some things that you can go the extra mile, that you can show some extra honor? We, side note, we do some research about every guest that comes in. Uh, We've, you know, we've done some social media homework and things like that. What is this person like? What kind of, what's their style? What is their family like? And so doing that research helps us prepare for them. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very cool. I think that's awesome because it lets people know that we're thinking about them. Oh, yeah. Going the extra mile for sure. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really great. Um, 
how do you manage, and this is a great question, how do you manage um, resources? Because, you know, every church has a budget. Right. Right. And so uh, there's a lot of things that go into bringing in a guest speaker, everything from flights, if you're flying someone in, to hotel costs, to honorarium, right. to um, a gift if you're going to do something like that, mm-hmm. um, gift basket, what have you. How do we manage um, just re- resources? Or for a church who has limited resources, how can yeah. they manage that? I think three things. First one is all the planning that you do is a, is a gift in itself, and it's free. Very thoughtful, thorough planning, execution of a plan is free of charge. It takes your time and it takes your attention and focus, but it's not taking budget dollars for you to do. The second thing is you can find ways to show honor that are really cost effective. It doesn't cost me much to write a handwritten thank you note and leave it in the hotel room for a guest uh, when they arrive. That doesn't cost me much, but it, it speaks to them. It speaks volumes. Another thing is, is like, Making sure that the guest, uh, here's something that we do, a free tip. Every time we have a guest here that we host at a hotel, I go before and I check that hotel room in for them. And then I have a hotel key ready for them. That way they don't even have to stop at the front desk. They're not being asked for a credit card. They're not. And that that's no charge. I mean, we're paying for the hotel room, but it doesn't cost anything to check in for free and to make that, that process easier on them. Um, and so, and then I get to, you know, leave a little goodie or something in the room. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but it just speaks, Hey, we've thought about this and we've anticipated it for you. And then the last thing I would say, work with what you've got. You know, you probably have people on your team who, uh, are good at certain things, who can make certain things or, uh, who have a gift in hospitality. For example, I could very well pay, hundred dollars on a Sunday morning to buy a very nice charcuterie spread. For example, there's a company here in town. They do charcuterie spreads for about a hundred dollars. I could very easily do that. Or one of the ladies here at the church who likes doing that, I could give her $25 to go to Trader Joe's and she gets to put it together. And it's a way that she's ministered and she feels like she's a part and, and it's, it's the same quality product and we're, we're putting our best foot forward, but we've empowered someone on the team and we've made the most of our resources. So make the most of what you got. If you've got, you know, some church merch sitting around, a mug or a t-shirt, throw that in there, you know, lavish some hospitality, some gifts on your guest and uh, work with what you got, whatever's in your hands, I think is really good. I think that's awesome. It, from what I'm hearing, it's really being thoughtful. Yeah. Just really absolutely. sitting down, really thinking and processing through um, how we can just make them feel honored. I mean, yeah. little things like what you just said about even having the key available, not ha- them not having to stop by the front right. desk. Because, you know, that can be... That can be a whole deal by itself. Absolutely. I, th- I try to put myself in that person's shoes. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving my own church. I'm, I've, I've sacrificed a Sunday being in the pulpit of my own house. I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving the kids at home with my wife overnight. That's a sacrifice. Um, and I'm coming here. So I try to put myself in their shoes. How can I make this 
as easy, as memorable as I possibly can. One thing that we always try to do is if we have a guest who is, who is, does have kids at home, we try to honor not just the guests, but honor the sacrifice of the family too, because ministry is family work. It really is. And so, uh, if we have a guest coming in, who's leaving a wife and kiddos at home to, you know, hold down the home fort, we'll bless them too. So we'll send flowers to the wife. Uh, we'll send a DoorDash gift card. Hey, order pizza on us tonight. Dad's out of the house. Have have a night on us. And so just kind of like going through, putting yourself in their shoes. What are showing honor to, to everybody who's involved in the process, the family, the church, uh, every time we coordinate with a guest, after that guest leaves us, I follow up to their assistant and send a thank you email and a thank you, a Starbucks gift card, you know, $10, $15. Thanks for helping us coordinate this. It just it just goes the extra mile. We anticipated everything, and we showed honor in any way that we could. So That's yeah. very cool. Now, Canberra, I'm on staff here at Bethany, but I also speak at Bethany. Right. And um, so I was just wanting to know if you can send my wife some flowers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we if could there's get, anyone deserving of flowers, uh, CC Brown. CC Brown would love some flowers. <laughs> uh, so, no, that's awesome. This is really, really cool. Um, you know, I think about how thorough you are. I mean, and you can you can go to this and say, well, it's not that big of a deal. But I really think about how thorough. I mean, I remember we just had a meeting um, probably, I guess, about a month ago, uh-huh. and it's just thinking about all the pages and things that you guys have put together yeah. on how to host guests and all of those things. I think that matters, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. People feel it when they come, um, and they want to come back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, um, can you talk about um, just a time where you feel like y'all nailed it, um, just you feel like it was a good success, on hosting the guests, just maybe something that that happened. You don't have to give a specific person, but just a time you felt like this was this situation went really well. Yeah. Um, recently, we got to host a guest who brought um, his family with him. He brought his wife, he brought his son and daughter-in-law, and then his three grandkids, and a traveling assistant as well. So, at first glance, when you look at all those people coming, you can. Man, that's a lot of coordinating. But I had so much fun uh, planning and anticipating for their arrival. Uh, from the from the biggest details, like when are they arriving? Who's picking them up? What are the even the vehicle? Like every t- we make sure if somebody's getting picked up from the airport, the vehicle and that they're getting picked up in is nice. It's clean. We make sure our areas are clean. Anyways, that's a side note. But uh, I had so much fun planning for this guest from the big details like who was picking them up from the airport, what you know, making sure they had the right hotel room set up for their request, making sure that everything was great for Sunday morning for when he was speaking. But then even getting to the finer details of uh, something that I like to do for guests, most of the time they're coming in late on a Saturday night. They're leaving on a Sunday afternoon. Louisiana is a very unique place, and uh, a lot of times guests don't get to get the full Louisiana experience when they're here. So I try to leave drops of Louisiana in their uh, hotel room. So I had a lot of fun putting some gift baskets together for them with 
you know, crystal hot sauce and, uh, you know, different Louisiana things. And I did that for the kids too. I made sure the kids had like toys and I I put like a Louisiana uh, children's book in the basket and things like that, that just like, not only am I anticipating the needs, but I'm thinking, Hey, they're, they're not here for that long. Let me show them who Bethany is, show them who, what Louisiana is all about. So that, that was a really neat experience. We had a challenge with that one where the hotel didn't, wasn't able to accommodate the request, uh, that they had, but uh, man, we worked as a team. We figured it out quickly and, and it ended up being a, a great, a great weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. So last thing I'll ask is that, you know, there's times where, and I remember times we were talking about it before we actually started recording. Um, there's been times where we've had to make some last minute changes or there's yeah. some things that we've, we've planned it all out. And like yeah. you said, the hotel maybe couldn't accommodate something or um, what do you do in those um, times where we're trying to have to make some on the spot decisions and, yeah. and have to make some adjustments? Um, that's a great question. Sometimes they're a little bit harder to handle than others. Uh, I try to always have a backup plan. Uh, I don't make, you know, I, I see some of these, like, I, I think of movies that I've seen where people are having, like, three and four different hotel reservations just in case. And we don't go to that extent, but we do have, you know, backup hotel. What if this hotel, we had a situation where a guest came and someone gave away their, the hotel gave away their room because there was a huge like soccer tournament in town that gave away the room. Okay, well, we had a backup hotel, so we could quickly make that adjustment. I think um, it, when you empower a host, I think this is really, really important, and I've noticed that not a lot of churches do this, but I think it's really important. You, as the the person who's coordinating all the details, sometimes that's someone like me who is a female who I can't be transporting, you know, a special guest speaker around, but there's some awesome guys on our staff who would love the opportunity to, to build some relationship, whether it's in a a car on the way from the airport to the hotel or at a meal. And so empowering those guys and, and empowering a host helps us anticipate those things so that I'm not getting a call from the guest himself saying my hotel's gone. I have somebody who's there in the lobby with him and can say, okay, well, this hotel's not available. We're going to, you know, scoot on down the road to our plan B. Always having a plan B. Um, I think your your planning helps, your thorough planning, early planning helps uh, kind of alleviate some of that. But empowering a team helps too. So I think that's right. So if I was to ask you anything and just kind of like one big thing what would you prioritize and say hey when it comes to guest planning what's kind of the most important thing that you would say uh, when it comes to this show honor 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 in any way that you can and 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 honor doesn't mean dollar signs I, I think of even myself, I've been to places, you know, guest worship leading or with my parents, with different organizations. And I could think you can tell when a place has a culture of honor. And it doesn't matter if, if you are giving a, a huge honorarium number or not. The, the, small, the small ways that you feel honored, I got a handwritten thank you note or um, everything that I needed was anticipated or, um, you know, 
I, I was able to, to, to come and to, to minister freely without worrying about this or that, worrying if I would have the notes, worrying if I would have water on stage, worrying what kind, all those details that were planned out for me. So I think all of that actually culminates to honor and to showing honor. And so, yeah, I think that would be the, the, the biggest thing. No, I think you're exactly right. I know I've been in places that didn't have as much money, even in other countries. Oh, yeah. And didn't have as much money as we do in America. But you felt the honor. Absolutely. You felt the honor from the time you arrived to the time you left. And they mm -hmm. did everything that they possibly could to try to show that honor. And um, I think what you're saying is exactly right. And when you have that in your heart and really carry that as a value, You'll do whatever your budget allows you to do, but people will feel that honor because it's a value. Right. I, I think you're exactly right. Very cool. This has been really good, Camber. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think um, this is going to help a lot of people. It's even reminded me of just why we do what we do, and it's been really, really good. Will you take a moment and pray for anybody who is doing this, maybe yeah. doing this role, and just – Ask the Lord to continue to give them wisdom on this and um, show them ways. Because I know a lot of the things, really, uh, I don't think about it, but you do. And, yeah. and it comes from the Lord, yeah. you know. And so will you pray? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for those who are listening right now who uh, might be in this spot, who might be, uh, I, I pray right now for all the careful coordinators, for all the thoughtful planners right now who are planning uh, for guests or, or services or, or whatever it may be, Lord, I pray a special blessing on them today, and I pray for your wisdom, your guidance, and your direction. I, th I pray for just the confidence of the Holy Spirit on them, that they, they do have the tools and the resources that it takes to, to be effective in this kind of ministry. Lord, I pray that you would give them peace, uh, give them strategy, creative ideas, Lord, um, on how they can they can do this effectively, how, how they can communicate. Lord, I pray that you would send them help, send them, send them helpers, send them laborers who will uh, jump in with them, who will join arms, arms with them and, and build a team with them of people who can do this effectively. And we thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Kimber. Yeah, of course. Hey, listen, thank you guys for joining us today, and I think this is going to be super helpful to you. Hey, I just want to remind you about All Access and Power. If you want more information about this, Kimber's going to be there. She's going to be at All, All Access and Power. And uh, if you want more information on how to just get better and how to grow in this, we'd love for you to be there. September 11th through the 13th, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be our Livingston Parish campus, and I want to encourage you to sign up. Pastors, sign up church staff, sign up, bring your leaders. It's going to be an awesome time. Pastor Jonathan's going to be there. Pastor um, Jude Fuquay from California is going to be there. Dr. Andy Yarbrough. It's going to be awesome, and you don't want to miss it. So be a part of it. Sign up at bethanyallaccess.com backslash events. Now, Camber, before we go, we do a question of, a day, of okay. the day, and people submit it through our podcast or on our social media. I love it. And so we're going to ask you the question. I know you're not prepared, but I think it's going to be good. Um, how do you accomplish excellence and thoughtfulness, that's kind of what we've been talking about uh -huh. today, in, in areas of your church without having a large staff? Mm, that's good. That's a great question. I think I think excellence is a culture is a culture thing. And um 
So I think building a culture of excellence and a standard of excellence surpasses just the people on your staff. It should start at the top and kind of work its way down to the roots. But you know what? I've been in scenarios with a lot of volunteers and things before where there's a certain standard that you want to uphold. And, and a lot of people discredit volunteers or discredit people who aren't on staff or discredit people who don't have a certain gifting. And, and I would say, in my experience, when you present a challenge to someone to rise, most of the time they will. And, and if you clearly communicate expectations, like we're, we're, we're about to execute this event, and here are all the expectations. And if you want to, we need volunteers to be a part of this event, but it's going to be excellent. You know, we're not just throwing it together. We've thought through all the details. We're, we're really, you know, we're being very thoughtful. Here's the expectations. And here's the, the standard of excellence that we are expecting. I feel like you'll be surprised at how people rise to that. And it might even help you kind of sift, if you will, and, and, and there might be some people who surprise you rise to the top and, and you're like, wow, that, that person is really great at that. When I have an opening on my staff, I might be looking towards that person to come in and help us with this kind of stuff. I, I generally think people, people rise to a challenge. No, I think that's great. I think what you said is exactly right. Excellent is a culture, yeah. right? And it's something that you set the standard high. I've seen churches... Um, churches that are, that are smaller, not have many staff, but they do the best with what they have. Oh, absolutely. The best. Even I've watched a church in production or in worship or what have you, and they, they take whatever they have and they do the best with it. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't mean, because the deal is this, if you're excellent with a small staff, you'll be excellent with a large staff. Absolutely. So. It's a biblical principle. Absolutely. Very cool. Thank you again, Cameron. I appreciate it. All right. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully you subscribe to this or share it with somebody. And uh, we're going to continue to bring you great content. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.